Welcome, fellow anglers, to the Working Class Fishing Podcast, a place for all anglers, amateur or expert, to share their stories and learn about fishing. Join your hosts, John and Brian, each episode as they debunk the perceived inaccessibility to fishing, break down the barriers of any and all angling methods, and hear stories from other anglers and their own journeys with fishing. Now, let's get this show started. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Working Class Fishing Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Morris, and our other host is somewhere on the screen. That is Mr. Brian Keachley. And uh, tonight we've got some pretty cool dudes. We've been listening to their podcast. They've got a lot of cool stuff going on. It is Josh Shrinko and Chris Vaughn from Smalley Talk Podcast. And uh, Brian, you want to hit those sponsors real quick? Oh, I'll try my best to do it. You're normally a sponsor <laughs> guy, but uh, so tonight's episode is brought to you by Lid Rig, Maxon Outfitters, 317 Flies, Angry Rooster Fly Company, and Morris Fly Co. Make sure you go check out all those awesome sponsors when you get the chance and let them know that we sent you there. Dudes, thanks for coming on. Thank you for <laughs> having us. You guys are much more professional than we are. Yeah, I like sponsors. I was fucking blown away, dude. They're, they're, they're <laughs> like they just they they five minutes in, they didn't just finally like mention their their sponsors forty five minutes in on accident. Holy shit! <laughs> you know we've we've went through this whole thing. You know of like oh well, this is how we have to structure this and that and this and that. So the most structured part of this podcast is the intro and the ending, and everything else is fair game. There is no script. Well, I got to say, I was blown away because most of the time for us, it's like, oh, yeah. And also, don't forget about we, we uh, you know, our podcast was brought to you by so-and-so. So <laughs> nice work. Well done. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, you know, I I was listening to your, uh, a couple of your podcasts. Uh, John just turned me on to you guys a little bit ago. And, um, and I was listening to the last one where you guys were actually like heading out to the river and you're going out and you're doing your fishing thing. And I've always thought that that would that type of like format for a podcast is the best because it's like you're going out and you're doing what you're talking about. You're not just like, oh, well, we're going to set up a studio in our closet and do, you know, do everything that Buzzsprout recommends that you do. Right. Uh, we're, we're just going to record. We're going to put it out there and we're going to have a good time. I think that's what makes a podcast honestly awesome. And, and you guys have the right stuff going there. I mean without script anything else you, you made sure you didn't get non-ethanol gas you know you got you got the good stuff and um you uh you did get non-ethanol gas how did i say yeah. that i yeah. don't know i totally and, fucked that and, up and chris chris uh showed up with the dead battery so <laughs> and then you went to the auto parts store yeah so i mean you guys you guys had quite the adventure to get out there and it was fucking cold so yeah. uh, that that made a big difference too sometimes it works out sometimes you know it it kind of it kind of pulls the uh you know the proverbial curtain back a little bit and uh people can see that you know we're just mostly trying to figure it out too and there's like zero bar for entry to do a podcast we just started one so you know we're definitely not professional anglers or anything like that but you know those on the water episodes are a lot of fun um although you know sometimes I feel like we kind of have to force ourselves to record because we're both well, we definitely have lost episodes like ones yeah. that we recorded a little bit on the way and then we're like yeah we'll record some on the water and then we just have a super 
shitty day of fishing and we get done we're like there's nothing worth talking about we're not recording <laughs> for sure yeah that that happens from time to time uh no doubt about it but josh and i are also like uh like when we're fishing we're both pretty hardcore like it, it's it's tough to even like take breaks to drink water and eat and that kind of thing so taking breaks to record is is rough sometimes but um do you guys do you guys get to fish together at all because you hey, guys are far apart uh, no not yet we're we're planning on it it's a long distance distance relationship <laughs> yeah when you guys meet where you guys gonna meet like halfway and gingerly touch tips and then wade down to the river is that the plan i think we're we're gonna start in brian's neck of the woods and then nice. we're gonna keep moving east i think maybe end up in montana little oh, just a little a little destination fishery known as montana nice yeah <laughs> no big deal you know well uh we we had often you know i told john at some point in time i need to make it down to texas with him and, and go fish gar and largemouth and all that kind of stuff and then at some point in time we would do like the whole western circuit you know we'd hit like four or five blue ribbon fly rivers and you know, get him out offshore, uh, you know, into like some real saltwater fishing and do some stuff like that. So, you yeah. know, we've, we've talked about it and, and it's something that we want to put together as a part of like this whole working class fishing thing. But, uh, you know, it takes money and it takes time. And, uh, you know, the, both of those things we got to keep working towards. Definitely. Um, so you're like, you're interior Texas then. So you fish like primarily freshwater. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm actually, I'm in Texarkana, smoking the bandit land. Uh, nice. Yeah, nothing but drugs and terrible people here. And, uh, but there's big ass gar. And so, I mean, there's that. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm bordering Arkansas. I'm like an hour from Oklahoma. So uh, I'm six, six hours from the White River, like three hours from three and a half from Taneycomo, uh, stuff like that. So um primarily i do all my trout fishing and smallmouth fishing up in uh arkansas uh ozark region sometimes uh washita mountains other times kind of mostly like small stream stuff honestly mm -hmm. like the, the rivers i fish aren't big yeah that's kind of like the big issue here too like josh and i just uh i guess since most of your listeners don't know us josh josh and i are both from central indiana so like um you know we we have a lot of small rivers here like we do have some river like we both have jet boats so there are a couple rivers that we can run our jets in but primarily we fish out of a drift raft um you know out of kayaks or we wade fish you know pretty small like you know 100 to 500 cfs you know small flow type type spots so that's kind of our thing too and Josh, dude, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's never gonna, you're never gonna be able to live it down. I mean, you're the, you're the orange smallmouth guy. Yeah. Yeah. I forget <laughs> about that sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I am. I, I, I changed my Instagram bio to, as the, to the orange smallmouth guy. So figured I might as well lean into it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Hey, if you're going to be known for something, you know, I guess catching an orange smallmouth isn't isn't the worst thing you can be known for. Uh, it used to be just an insanely talented lover, and now, <laughs> and now it's an orange smallmouth. So, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, I caught a xanthistic smallmouth in Michigan this summer. And uh, at the time, I had no idea how like rare of a catch it was. I was like, well, you know, I've never caught one before, but maybe this is like a thing that I don't know about or whatever. And, you know, I started kind of asking around people that I knew and they're like, oh no, that's super rare. And then, uh, of course, everybody and their brother were like, oh, I caught one of those three years ago. And, you know, they're like <laughs> posting pictures of these fish that are definitely not xanthistic to, you know, my Facebook messenger people. I have no idea who they are. But there was a guy that caught one later this year um, on that same river. So there must be something in the gene pool or whatever in there that, you know, has produced the, that um, pigmentation or that uh, whatever, you know, uh, I don't know technically what it is. It's like a um, genetic mutation. Um, but yeah, it's it cool. So, so yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And maybe, you know. It, it got who who picked it up was it cnn uh fox <laughs> news who uh it was it was the local fox affiliate yeah like, that's what it, i said fox news dude yeah yeah tucker carlson <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah they like it turned into a thing yeah there was like a news story i was in like outdoor life fuel and stream uh several you know like fishing a bunch and and honestly after a while i just stopped returning messages because there was like tons of people that were asking to like interview me and i was like dude i don't really you know want to interview do a hundred interviews about this dumb fish so a 13 inch smallmouth is your best yeah i made it look you can tell my picture taking is on point because there are people like oh what's that like two or three pounds i was like dude that was like maybe 14 inches (laughs) (laughs) so i definitely know how to long arm really well i've perfected that over the years i'm gonna have to hit you up you know about that later for some angles you know not not but it's all about when you have an average size dick you you learn that real quick it's all about the angle there we go we're going down the path of dicks where's where's chad bauer at (laughs) you gotta measure from the tank yeah dude you gotta push it back you gotta get the most out of it dude (laughs) that's that's how that's how state game and fish measures dicks from tank (laughs) yeah mouth is not a scientist (laughs) <laughs> oh god uh, so out in out in uh texas do you guys have like a 365 day like fishing season can you like i mean i know obviously it gets very cold there it's like probably in the 30s and 40s but does the water stay warm enough where you feel like you know you can get out and wade and fish and that kind of thing or what dude so there's only one place that i've ever waded in texas <clears throat> and that was uh possum kingdom on the brazos river okay uh, there's like there's stripers up there and uh they stock rainbows and it's it's kind of rad because the stripers eat their rainbows <laughs> oh, nice. so, so you get to throw a bunch of really big flies but um that's the only place i've ever waited in texas uh i fucking hate snakes dude like fucking hate them <laughs> <laughs> And there's there's a gratuitous amount of those slithery bastards here in Texas since, like you said, it stays so warm. Yeah. That uh, I don't do a lot of waiting, dude. I don't like snapping turtles. 
I don't like snakes. So I just, uh, I stay on the bank and uh, just try to remind myself that I can't cast that far and it's okay. And I'm not a bad angler. There's just, I'm, I'm fine with it. There's just no, no fish in that corner. <laughs> I was once bit by a water snake underwater while I was waiting, which I didn't even know was possible. I thought like they would have to be out of the water to bite you. They can definitely bite you underwater. Luckily, it wasn't you know anything serious, but taught me lessons. So, where did you get? Where did you get bit? Like what place or what place my body? No, what place on your bod? Uh, It was like my calf. Um, It was in Sugar Creek, Thorntown. I'm I'm not. I'm again no scientist, but I can only presume that you gained sort of superhuman powers no, i just haven't told snake. anybody snake man <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the hell possesses anybody to live where you got all those biting and slithering pieces of shit running everywhere hey. it, it, it's so fucking cold here i mean we got rattlesnakes but the, they'll like come out and then it'll be like a big freeze and you won't see them for six months so i i just man the hell with snakes don't you have like a fucking island named like Rattlesnake Island or some bullshit? Oh, we got all kinds of fucking islands. I think there's one out there like that. But yeah, we got, uh, yeah, there's there's rattlesnakes at, uh, over in the central part of the state. And you'll be walking along out there and hear, you hear in the brush and just get out the 44 with the bird shot and deal with it. We don't have any poisonous snakes around here. It's definitely we have we have rat we have rattlesnakes, but uh, we have we have a few copperhead is always like the ones that you hear about here that are poisonous. Every snake I see is poisonous. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) I'm staying the hell away from them, dude. We have a buddy that we fish with all the time, uh Derek Burton, who like who like picks them up. He just like handles them. He's a real tiger king vibe you know just <laughs> snakes and uh tiger <laughs> fucking baskins i've never heard Derek compared to that but that makes so much <laughs> he's totally the fucking tiger he's gonna hate that comparison but, you know, it is what it is it's accurate <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate uh yeah he picks them up all the time and i'm like dude get that out of my boat i do not want a snake in my in my craft right now get it out of here <laughs> Tired of these motherfucking snakes and this motherfucking yeah. boat. <laughs> motherfucking <Yeah>. boats, dude. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, out in out in Portland, do you fish like the Columbia? Is that like your big fishery? Y- then? Yeah. So the Columbia is our big fishery out here. I mean, it it is the river of the West, and so every. Uh, I mean, if you look at the Pacific Northwest as a whole, um, it, it's a big it's big uh, comparatively to a lot of places. I mean, Texas is big, but the Pacific Northwest is really big. And so um, like the folks which up one, in Washington- Which one's bigger? That's what I want to know. Let's settle this right now, John. Which one's bigger, Texas? <laughs> if, you take, or- if you take all three states up here, they're about the same size. Damn. So, I mean, it, it's it, it's right in that ballpark. I mean, we do, I guess we consider Alaska a part of us too, which is fucking mega, but you know- um, uh, the, the folks up in Washington, like, uh, in Northern Washington, they're all Puget Sound that that's like their gig, but so, Southwest Washington, um, East, Central Eastern Washington and most of Northern Oregon, it's all Columbia river game. Uh, and, and, uh, so the Columbia is like our big main place. And there again, we got some 
big ass smallmouth out there. We got walleye, we got perch, we got channel cats, but then we also have our our native species, which are salmon. Uh, and and you got to remember, the salmon aren't just like hanging out there; they're blasting through it like Mach 50. Same with steelhead. The sturgeon are resident, and we, so we have sturgeon. We get sea run cutthroat up there, and all that kind of stuff too. Cool. So we get a, we get a big variety, but like our resident non-native species, like the smallmouth, they're they get really big in the Columbia and there's so much water there. It's like, it, it is a big ass river. I, I can't say it like Mississippi big, maybe bigger in certain certain sections. I th- I'm going to venture to say that the, the uh, you know, speed and, and veracity of it's definitely higher than the Mississippi. It, it's just that it, it, it we, we have elevation in the West. So it just right. drops so aggressively, but it's a big ass river. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and it's just since it's so long and and so wide and stuff, you've got no shortage of places to go try and find fish and get away from people and all that kind of stuff, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's the spots and and there's always a lot of guys in the spots, but you could have a day where there's thousands of boats out there and you'll have a cluster of like four or five here and you'll have a cluster of four or five, like three miles away. I mean, it is it's just a massive river system and and so we have a lot of different places there's little back sloughs and bays and eddies and uh shipping docks and i mean all kinds of stuff so yeah the fishing is limitless and then we have the willamette river uh, that's another huge tributary not as big as the columbia but it's big enough to take a commercial freighter so i mean it's not small um and and there's a ton of places to fish there too so yeah there's i mean the water's endless around here and yeah. then you throw in all the tribs. Colin's like it's pissing so me off right now. <laughs> What's that? I said he's pissing me off right now because we don't have shit like that. No, we don't yeah. have anything even close to that, dude. That's I'm sure Texas doesn't either. I mean, you're, you have yeah. the ocean, I guess, but you know, it's pretty dry. Oh, and then we have the ocean too. So we have the oceans and bays and everything. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it I guess I guess if you're if you're a real like diehard angler. It, and I can't say that like all the, the other species, like you guys have really good smallie fishing in Indiana. People don't think of Indiana as being a good place to fish, but you guys have like awesome smallie fishing. I, I've seen countless people from Indiana. It's like, we fish for smallmouth, you know, it's like, damn, you know, I mean, and you have a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, you we, know, we have good fisheries here for sure, but it's not, you know, like, I think there's also like a cultural thing that's different between like where you're at like I think people are very willing to drive like three to four hours to go do like recreation right Mm -hmm. here like it's very different if you drive three to four hours from here you could be like in literally like world-class smallmouth fishing but it's just a cultural thing like we don't really do that people tend to stay a lot closer to home to do recreation we do do, but other we do we do but in general like I feel like people get very like sort of pigeonholed into like oh well, I gotta hit my local spots when if you drive if you drive three to four hours from our place like from central Indiana you could be at St. Clair you could be at Lake Michigan you could be mm-hmm. like you know in places that are renowned you know that are world-class or if you go south three to four hours south you could be like at the the Cumberland River at the Tennessee River you know if you drive five hours you could be almost like anywhere it's it's pretty uh you know, like you said, Texas and, and the Pacific Northwest are really big. Well, the Midwest really isn't that big. Like you can drive, if you drive six hours, you can be in like Northern Wisconsin from Central yeah. Indiana. So, 
You know, I think that what one of the things that we've tried to do in our podcast is kind of for all the Midwest guys and the guys that live, you know, uh, in Indiana, which isn't isn't a great smallmouth fishery. We have good water, but it's not, you know, it's not world class. Not a lot of it, really. Yeah, or like Illinois or Ohio or you know these places like that. We've tried to kind of say like, look, no smallmouth is a destination fish. Like it's a fish that's worth driving that three to four to five hours for it's, you know, it's uh it's something that the Midwest has that's, you know, kind of sets us apart from like the great stuff that's in, in Texas, in the Northeast, like in Florida, you know, or in the Pacific Northwest where you guys have great steelhead and, and salmon and trout and all of that kind of stuff. Like this is our thing. Like the Midwest mm-hmm. is is smallmouth smallmouth are the midwest it's like our trophy fish and if you drive four to five hours which you know is not that unfathomable to do just on a short weekend like you can be in literally some some fantastic trophy smallmouth water so that's kind of one of the things that we try and talk about and we try and you know put out there because you know we love these fish it's all we really have you know we don't have the wealth of options like these fucking assholes from portland have but we do have ah. stuff you know <laughs> yeah. texas, texas has big fish just not huge smallmouth i mean no yeah, i mean it's, but you, you guys drive five hours and get to the and get to like the other part of texas yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid yeah it's like this it's like six hours to get to the coast just so I can like miss every shot at a redfish. It's like, no, thanks. Do you do much of that? Do you, do you go out there and try that very much? No, nah, dude, I've, I've never, I've, last time I fished saltwater, I was like 13 and you know, I was catching red snapper. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm going to Belize next week. For my Hell yeah. Time. Yeah. You, uh, you got your, you got your, what line you got? Oh, I, I'm I'm like hiring some. I'm hiring a dude because there's no fucking way I can uh, do it on my own. Yeah, I'm hiring uh, like pur- purple and black deceivers, my dude. Okay, all right. Yeah, pur- uh, like uh, you need to. Uh, so you're taking it. You're taking a. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Cue the Hulk Hogan theme. USA. USA. Yeah. All right. Chris, Chris, you're taking a guide out, but are you you bringing your own rods and stuff then? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I mean, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to get lost on the kayak for like a few hours and give it a whirl. But yeah, I'm going to hire like a, a, look at that thing, dude. Did you tie that? Yeah. So purple and black deceivers, dude. I'm telling you, like, that's a good um, one right there. I, I had a dude order order some flies like, like a few months back. Dude plugged like a hundred and ten pound tarpon on one of one of these one of these black and purple deceivers. So like that that is a prime color. That's what I'm gonna try for. I've never caught a. I mean, I've caught redfish before. We went, my brother and I went to um, New Orleans last year, like in November which was crazy, dude. Like I'd, I'd caught redfish one other time in South Carolina. We did a trip a few years ago and it was maybe like a seven pounder or something. And it was still awesome. Like it pulled like a freight train. It was fun. And my brother and I were reading about, you know, what happens in new Orleans in like the winter months or whatever, I guess the river, 
you know, because it hasn't been raining a whole bunch, the water level drops and the water clarity gets up and the bull, like the big bull reds, like run up into the shallows or whatever. Dude, we were like, we both caught like 20, like a 26 and like a 28 pounder or something like that. It was, it was oh, wild. Shit. It was so much fun. So this is only my third saltwater trip. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Dude, you should be. Yeah. <clears throat> Josh, what what about you, dude? You got any trips? You you were fishing some tournaments recently, weren't you? Uh, I haven't. Man, to be honest, I got like a huge project at home remodel thing. So I normally would do more fishing in the winter time, but we've been kind of kind of <laughs> trying to earn the brownie points, build them up, <laughs> so I can you know. But I mean, really, our problem here is we're we haven't got any rain in you know three months like they're like historically low yeah yeah we're we're usually like we were um last year uh we went out two or three times in november and our like kind of favorite uh winter river was flowing at like 3000 cfs and it's like 400 right now so it's like just a trickle um but yeah man i chris are you on your uh have you done any like research for belize at all um i haven't done a single i i all i know is i'm gonna check the weather and on a day when it's sunny and calm i'm just gonna call like every guide that's close to where we're staying and see if i can book somebody when i went out there when i however long it was ago i booked a guide in advance and I remember you lent me your fly rod and I, that was that year I like practiced a bunch with the fly rod and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go out here and freaking, you know, be, it can't be that hard. You know, and I was feeling pretty good about myself and I get out there for one, the guide was like, uh, like I thought he would have, you know, the, the equipment, you know, and I get out there and he's like, oh, you don't have your own fly rod. And I was like, well, I, I have my buddies. I was like, if you want me to bring it, I was like, it's a seven weight. So he was like, yeah, go get it. So I went back to the uh, house and got it. And he takes me out and we were like going for some bonefish. Um, I think that that was what my question for you, though. I was trying to figure out what's running right now. If it's like tarpon permit and bonefish i think those are like yeah. the main species there I, i'm i'm just looking at it right now and and i do know that there's also gts there which oh, i don't know yeah, you, i didn't realize that, that that'd be yeah bad. you want to go fling flip-flops and catch a psychotic ass fish that's a good that'd one yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that right now like i don't think that the big because I think tarpon live there all the time, but I don't yeah, think, I think like the migra migratory, like the big ones are like running right now. So I, I don't really care. I just, I want to go, I want to catch a tarpon. That's all I really care about. So, See, when I was there, he didn't even, he didn't even try for tarpon. He was like, we're going to go for bonefish and that's it. And that was like, I've told the story before in our podcast, but we like rolled up it was early in the morning. My wife was in the boat. I was feeling pretty good. We roll Watch up. this. Watch this, babe. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I I had been practicing, too, with the fly rod there. But it's weird. It's always windy there. You know, it's like it's a weird thing on an island because we were, like, on the coast of Belize. 
or on the like you know islands that are off the coast of Belize and it's just like a constant wind and I did not account for that when you're smallmouth fishing at home you know it's like oh you get a little bit of wind it's like oh shit you know this is hard well it's like always windy out there so he takes us out there he's like finds these bonefish and they're tailing and he's like you can tell he's like super excited he's like oh he's like he he's like all right dude these are trophy bonefish he's like you see that you see him right there and you know i'm like looking I'm like yeah yeah i see him he's like he's like all right he's like you're gonna want to put the fly he's like right in front of that one to the right he's like you want to put it right in front of it and just strip it right across its face and i'm like oh, all right all right i got this dude i'm like loading up and i <laughs> do i lay that fly line across every <laughs> bone fish that was sitting right there they all whoa they're gone and he just like puts his hands on his head he's like oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be a long day dude <laughs> but we ended up catching some smaller ones later but yeah um don't don't pull a josh shrink up chris i'll try not to buddy don't worry i'll be i'm sure i'll just every shot just put it right on them <laughs> <There's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is hard like it's weird um because even like when we went to New Orleans, like the guides, the guy, the guys that do it, it's it's just like like us, like on our local spots that we go to all the time. You know, if you know, there's something about it. Like you can see that spot; it looks a little different, or you can see, you know, you know what exactly what you're looking for, or whatever. Like if you've ever been out with like a saltwater guide, the the stuff that they can see that you can't see, it's right. it's nuts, and it's like it's such a visual game, you know, at least fly casting for like, you know, the type of stuff that I would like to do, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy how good those guys are and how, I mean, you know, they do it all the time every day, but uh, yeah. So I think the hopes of me going out on my own and getting anything done is, is very, very low for sure. It's kind of funny to hear you say that about, you know, the, the saltwater guys really being able to see and everything uh, are, our salt water is so like it's not tannic but it is dark like there's a lot of sediment and it it, it goes deep so fast like um you get a quarter mile offshore and you're in 100 feet of water we don't have like those reefs and stuff like that so you when you go out in the ocean now if you're inland uh it's still like really silty and everything and and it does you know our area does not lend itself well there's guys that do it but the the saltwater fly fishing around here is really like not where it's at and i've always wanted to go to one of those places like that to where it's just crystal clear where you can see the shadows of the fish and everything i just that would be so much fun so what do you guys do like if you're like saltwater fishing do you like rock fish and flounder and that kind of thing or what what's the big yeah thing? so so sport ground fish so that's that's like a collection of 20 different types of bottom fish and then you have uh halibut um so yeah. we'll get halibut and they start at about the 240 foot of water mark and go clear out to a thousand feet um and, and you can fish those guys uh we do a lot of salmon fishing in the salt uh, a, a lot um and then uh further out we'll go after tuna this last year some guys were actually getting dorado off our coast we had like beautiful blue water uh, you, wow. your prop wash was just like light blue and uh these guys were getting like, you know, 50 to 60 inch Dorado offshore trolling for tuna. I mean, tuna are not like the smartest fish in the world. They'll, 
they'll hit a wood plug. We call it a cedar plug with like a big, like 12 watt hook coming out of the back. We just throw it out there and just start trolling at five miles an hour. And all of a sudden shit just starts taking off and you're in a school of tuna. So like yellowfin or like yellowfin tuna? Uh, albacore. Albacore. Or yeah. Do you eat those? Albacore? Oh, oh, hell yeah. Really? Yeah. They'll, they'll beat the shit out of a can of bumblebee. <laughs> Bumble, bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's false. I'll be good eating. I don't even know. I'm going to have to ask some of those like Northeastern guys now. What the, the Northeastern guys? Uh, they, they do yellowfin up there, I think. It's yellowfin or bluefin. Well, I've seen a lot of them like catching false albies, like when they're out there striper fishing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if those are like a mackerel species or not. They're, 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 they're all pelagic. So they're, they're all in the upper water column. But I'm not sure uh, what, you know, I, I've seen them catch like bluefin on like those tuna wars or whatever the fucking show. Yeah. I catch like some 900 pound slob, you know. Yeah. On the banjo minnow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) God, how good is a banjo minnow? What, uh, so what, what are you guys, what's your like, uh, I mean, other than, other than Smalley Talk podcast, I mean, of course, what, what other like fishing media do you guys really enjoy listening to? Uh, I mean, dude, I just, honestly, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Do you? Um, I, I watch a lot of, not, not a lot anymore. I try to read more, uh, emphasis on try. So, like I watch dudes tie flies okay uh, just so i can really visualize what's going on and sometimes you know they'll give like really good pointers and it just all kind of clicks but uh other than that i don't personally i don't really i just listen to fishing podcasts and watch youtube yeah i i do the same i i, I watch a lot of youtube and i'm not looking for like the big time guys you know i don't i there there's a couple that that are bigger but they they have like really cool relevant stuff but um, as far as podcasts go, uh, you know, we listen, we have good friends that, that record a lot of podcasts and I tend to listen to those like, uh, Justin Lavelle, he does the CB fly fishing podcast and, yeah. uh, the February room. That's another fly fishing podcast. Don't really, uh, engage. Uh, I, I have some friends locally here. They have the go deeper podcast. They, they're, they're badass. They're, they're big time into bass and, uh, sturgeon and everything else and they just like to get on drink beer and talk shit you know just basically like what we're doing they're super cool guys it's a very tiny podcast but um i just i enjoy the hell out of listening to them talk and and doing that but um i i do a ton of reading uh you know i read a lot of like journals and magazines and books and everything else so but yeah as far as like my commute driving i'll turn you guys on or i'll turn on you know one of our other friends when they have a new episode drop and um, you know, like the STS podcast, Salmon Trout Steelhead, or I, I listened to Lucas a lot. He was one of our guests and a uh, super cool guy. And he's always got a lot of technical information. Uh, it's not relevant to anybody unless you're into Salmon Trout and Steelhead. But uh, since that's what we fish for a lot, it's cool stuff. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, yeah, I, I've been, uh, I've been on a, like an audiobook kick as of late, but uh, always looking for, always looking for good stuff. You know how it goes. It's tough to, uh, it's tough to find. I mean, Josh, Josh, you, is your OnlyFans like up and going now permanently or what's the, are you selling pictures of hands and feet? It's mostly uh, toes, wasn't it? Toes. To okay. That's find right. That out, dude. You got to pay to find that out. Uh, I'm not getting into that OnlyFans <laughs> shit. Sorry. I, I, yeah. I won't pay for it, but if you've got it public, I'll definitely take a peek. 
I'll definitely take a peek. I, I thought about that as a business idea. We could we could sell we could sell uh fishing spots on our OnlyFans account. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just drop GPS pins. I mean, people pay for that shit. You know right. what, what, what would your handle be like? Uh I got it. Fishing fishing G spot, like fishing spot. <laughs> the G spot is capitalized. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it that's, <laughs> it that's kind of like that's kind of like sling blade you know where he's like the medulla dot 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 oblongata you know? <laughs> so, so john i know you're uh you fish like probably similar stuff to us from a smallmouth yeah perspective. but brian what do you what's your smallmouth like out there like what what, what do you when you catch smallmouth other than like when you have heavy stuff on if you go out to like actually smallmouth fish what what's that look like for you so uh usually uh you know early spring is all hard bait action uh deep and medium diving crankbaits uh that's that's where it's at and jerk baits um and and the the smallmouth when they finally come out of hiding like water temperature hits 55 56 degrees of course, that's like in that peak time when the salmon are suspending and everything. So um, we usually know the smallmouth are ready to bite when we're anchor fishing and they start eating. Uh, we, we call them a Brad's wiggler or even like a quick fish. They're, they're plugs. So we know like, ah, OK, they're sitting in seven to 14 feet of water because that's about what we fish the salmon in, uh, you know, 14 to 20 feet. So then you go to Roundville Cranks. So, you know, whatever one you want. We we have our local manufacturer here, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear. You can throw Strike Kings. You can, I mean, six cents, whatever you want. As long as it gets down into that seven to 14 foot water column, it's craw colored. They also like, I, I call it the Napa color, you know, Napa Auto Parts, because it's like this blue and yellow with a silver belly. It fucking destroy that uh, uh, color. I don't know why. Um so they'll start hitting that and they sit over the top of like cobble. Like uh, we get a lot of river, river gravel. Blah, I can't fucking talk uh, river gravel. And so you'll just be beaten along on that. Like you'll get it diving down and beaten along. All of a sudden you just fucking load up and, and you got a smallie on, but our smallies uh, you know, uh, then, then it kind of transitions to punch baits next to structure. So you're throwing neds or, or finesse jigs and you're kind of letting it knock around um, and then as the, as the season goes on and they start wanting to eat top water, then it's a fucking popper game. It's game over. And our smallies are so stupid. They'll hit like a 130 whopper plopper. I mean, they, they okay. will come up and hook themselves in the asshole and the face and everything else. You'll be, you know, you're, you're just ripping along with like a seven to 8.2 to one gear ratio reel. You're just, and they just come up and crash that shit. I've sent pictures to John of this shit. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> That's so are you fishing fun. mostly, I know you were saying the Columbia and then the other bigger river. Uh, we'll do, you fish, do you fish in rivers that size mostly, or do you guys have like tributaries that are smaller that, you know? Oh, have yeah, we, we have some tributaries. I won't drop the names of those because I don't like the fuckheads coming up there. But, um, and, <laughs> and that's a problem out West here is like, if you tell people like, hey, I can go throw a fucking MEPS XD spinner and catch smallies, you know, uh, they'll be there. And, and and whatever you know go out find your own fucking fishing hole you know we got the willamette in the columbia there you know one's you know 800 miles long or 1200 miles another one's 200 miles long find a place to fish but we do have like the real fast moving freestone rivers which are good for trout and steelhead and salmon but the the smallies what they've done is they've colonized and 
one of the cool things about our smallies is, is that you can be fishing for steelhead with like a drift presentation and that goddamn thing will fucking grab your shit. And that's the coolest thing. You'll just be drift fishing along. It's just, you know, it, you know, it's not a steelhead because they kind of trout bite, but, but a smallie will just grenade the shit out of a drift presentation. <laughs> and, and that's, and th- that makes them fun. We do have another river. It's called the John Day River. And oh, yeah. I heard a lot about this river. The motherfucking John Day. If you guys just want to <laughs> wear fish out, like you want to go run class three rapids and you want to go in canyon country in the desert and you want to just, I mean, catch smallies until you fucking shit and piss smallies and you don't want to catch them anymore, go to the John Day. I don't know what it is about that river. I don't know why it is. But the first time my daughter and I went over there, we're just, we were camping at this campground and I was like, oh, let's go out there and fish. We put on night crawlers and we're just drifting night crawlers along. Fucking smallies. I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't know. We caught like three or 400 in like two hours. It was stupid. Oh and we're talking ones like this up into, you know, like 14 to 16 inch fish. I was like, all right, let's run back into town. Let's go get some of these plastic worms and try that, you know, because I didn't know shit about bass fishing. I didn't, you know, they weren't something I targeted. So we go and we get all these jig heads and shit, and we're just like bombing into these deep pools. Well, first of all, we're hiking down. I see like a fucking 29 inch steel head in the shallow. I, I was shitting fucking glass lamp parts. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I, I get a spinner. I'm ripping it through this thing. And this thing's just like, eh, fuck you. You know, it's like hanging out. <laughs> Anyways, I get over my, my little jerk off session on this giant ass steel head. And we go down and we just start bombing into this like deep pool below a rapid. Fucking, I don't know. There had to be like, 75 80 fish in that hole so if you want to come out west to fish smallies i i could take you to the columbia i could take you to the willamette but chances are i'm gonna throw you in the drift boat and take you on the john day sweet it yeah. is a badass smallmouth river everybody I, knows about it yeah i've heard good things yeah so have i i've heard it's a big big numbers like big numbers and you know oh yeah yeah different size wise it may not be you know, oh no you get you get dinks up and uh yeah right. there, there's some big ones down in the lower river section we camped there this last year and i got like a two pound smallmouth off the dock i saw it swimming around <laughs> john tied up these shad darts i flipped it out there and this thing just cruised around and hammered it and i was like holy shit oh. i'm like down there flexed out like a tarpon on a little <laughs> creek rod you know i was like holy shit and these kids are watching what is that I'm like it's a smallmouth. i reel it up it's mouths like that and i was like fuck Damn. that's good times so, so let, me, let me ask you this, because this is something I've really been thinking about since you're a sturgeon guy. Can you lasso sturgeon? Is that, <laughs> is that a real thing that happens? Uh, uh, what, what you mean, like snagging them? Like, I... No, no, no. We're talking like... Like a lasso. Like, like a cowboy lasso those bitches, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to steal John's thunder because he's from Texas here, but... True. We, we got, Sorry. We, My apologies, Texan. I'm asking yeah. about a, a so lassoing, too. Yeah. The closest I've ever seen to lassoing a sturgeon uh, was... Uh, uh, you're not going to do it in the water they live in. You're, you're talking about fishing anywhere from 30 feet of water to... Uh, 200 feet of water okay they're they're in deep water um and and so you're not going to just outright lasso it but there's a place uh in oregon city called the wall and when i was a kid people would fish there actually have another channel on youtube that i talk about fishing history and i went up on that wall it's about 40 feet up on this bluff and they have a highway that runs by there but when i was a kid guys would go down there 
it'd be like a hundred fucking rods. And it's like 140 feet foot deep hole. They'd hook the sturgeon, they'd lower a rope down and tie it around its tail and hoist him up. And, and that's the closest thing I've seen to lassoing a sturgeon. Now I've seen sturgeon wound up in Dacron and braid when, because they just barrel roll and head shake like nobody's business, but I've never seen somebody actually lasso a sturgeon, not in all my years of fishing for him. So no, like they'll, they'll lasso gar and, but that's, that's to land them. So mm-hmm. what you do is, I mean, if you're by yourself, you're fucked, but if you have someone else with you, um, you'll actually, you'll hold your arm out. They'll get the lasso up. You'll reach through with your other hand and then drop it on your arm. So that way, when you go to land the fish, you reach down and they slip it off your arm over the fish and then lasso it down. Mm. And I'm assuming in Texas, when that happens, someone goes, yeah, like that. Yeah. Is, what is the protocol after? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what the SOP is on it. I mean, right. <laughs> Right. Um, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to get back to that but <laughs> so we had a guy that was we we did a fishing trip in Wisconsin and a guy was like okay so here this is this is Josh so most of you guys nobody <laughs> knows him okay so I show up to this cabin in Wisconsin okay and I walk in it's me <laughs> Josh's brother who's a fireman a hero first responder okay we show up to the cabin, we walk in, and I smell natural gas. And I go, oh, my God, it's natural gas. And I, I said, everybody else was there already, Josh included. I go, do you guys smell that natural gas? Josh goes, no, I don't. And then I said, well, come, up, come back here and smell this. I think we need to call the Airbnb guy because there's natural gas leaking in here. So he smells it. And he goes, yeah, I smell it. There's a little, it smells like a little leak. Okay. Or something like that. And I go, yeah, well, we need to get the Airbnb guy out here because, you know, if there's natural gas leaking in here, it could blow up and kill us. And Josh goes, we don't need to bother him. And I said, well, yeah. What if the house blows up? And he goes, yeah, that's worst case scenario. The house is going (laughs) to blow up. And I looked at him. It was like, yeah, that is the worst case scenario. Everyone dies in a fiery explosion. <laughs> that, yes, we're agreed. That's the worst case. Fuck. So anyway, so that so they send out this guy from this townie from like wherever in Wisconsin, and he rolls in, and he's, you know, he basically told us we were pussies for calling and that whatever. But then he said something oh, like, you? "We were talking to him about fishing," and he goes, "Oh, I've caught more fish than you boys have ever seen." Or something like that some bullshit and and we're all like oh cool you know t- tell us about it and he proclaimed to us that he was one of the things that they do like sturgeon fishermen is they lasso sturgeon and i was pretty sure at the time that he was bullshitting us and was like gonna go back to the bar and be like you'll never believe what i convinced these guys that we were up to up here <laughs> we're lassoing sturgeon i was pretty sure of that but I think you've just confirmed it that he was in fact. Yeah. I, I can tell you that I've grown up with that fish and, and I've seen a lot of them caught raised by sturgeon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much son of a broke in, broke in. Uh, I I've never, I've never seen out of all the sturgeon anglers that I've seen in my entire life, 
not a single one is lower to rope down and lasso to sturgeon not out of the columbia not out of the willamette not out of the fucking estuary nowhere i'm an idiot dude you're not you're not an idiot i i'm on this podcast in front of all these strangers and ask a dumb fucking question no well so so (laughs) there there may there may be merit here's my steve ranella thing so now all you people listening need to get us up to number one right here's my steve ranella thing because i'm going to do this like steve ranella you know see how i'm pausing and doing all that right i like that okay yeah it's cool okay so in wisconsin see i'm continuing with the steve ranella dialogue all right so in Wisconsin, they will go out on Lake Winnebago and they will spear the sturgeon with a very heavy steel trident. And what they do is they, they they kind of do like this exploratory thing. So they'll go out and they drill a bunch of test holes and they send a can down to the bottom. And the lake sturgeon there actually feed on like this little red worm that lives in the mud because they're, they're, they're suction feeder and they look for high concentrations. And so when the spearing season comes along, they will actually, they're visually spearing the sturgeon. Now, I don't know if there's a possibility because they also use like these big lures. They'll drop down like colanders and um, like, uh, you know, these these bowling pins and shit like that. So they look like other sturgeons. So they're like, oh, hey, it's the buffet. I don't know in the middle of all that sturgeon spearing if it would be remotely possible to take like a weighted lasso, lower it down, let that sturgeon swim in and then actually physically lasso it. But I've I've been with people that have caught lake sturgeon, and I can tell you that lake sturgeon do not live in nearly as much water as a Pacific white sturgeon or a green sturgeon. So it, it could happen, but I still, I'm going to lend on the side that the guy was full of shit. Yeah, he, he was fucking with us for sure. Yeah, I'm landed on that side too. Yeah, well, yeah, I was already leaning. I mean, I already thought that, but I was just asking for my buddies who, who yeah, 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 they're fucking idiots, uh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, that's that's not as bad as the time you're talking about crawdad piss, but um, yeah, the the crawdads, um, pissing on the <laughs> you had that biologist on, dude. I don't even remember this. I've, I've said so many dumb fucking things publicly. I've, I've said dumb shit publicly. What, what so was it? I don't even remember it. What was I missed that? What did you... It was, I said something it was about the, uh, crawdads pissing. I don't remember this. Uh, I will link you guys one of your episodes, but uh, do. Um, it doesn't but surprise have... me <laughs> at all. So, the quest for twenty three, though, like how. How did all that get started? Like, is is that still the thing? Um, the it is continues. still the thing. It's it's it'll always be the thing. Um, you know, I don't even know. So we started Smalley Talk started as a blog. So we started uh, a blog, and it was just Quest for Twenty Three. Um, and Chris and I wrote for maybe a year in it and then we were like it's just too much work to write so we you know transitioned into audio um transition for the, for the people who live in portland transition can actually mean two different things yeah why don't we define the indiana transition before people go out with a set of garden shears and start changing themselves uh but for the most part i mean really you know for us, we were just kind of like, man, 23-inch smallmouth would be crazy. Seen a lot of 21s, 22s. 
23 is one of those just like you do not hear or see of a 23 inch moth really anywhere like and that that goes for you know pacific northwest or you know east coast or you know midwest wherever a 23 inch smallmouth is just very very rare lake river doesn't matter and for us it was kind of it i would say it's similar to like what i would think like a double digit bass would be like a largemouth except probably more like a 13 pound largemouth you know it's like you just don't see them very often and uh we were just kind of like man let's just talk about us like you know going out and trying to to uh you know find big smallmouth and really i i would say at this point like I, as you mentioned, I do like the tournament fish. That's something I really have fun doing uh, because it, it, it pushes me to be a better angler, like just because it's competition, but I would consider myself a like trophy hunter. That's like Chris and I both like we're at heart, we're trophy hunters. And really like if, you know, you, everybody wants to go out and like have a good day. Right. But like success for us is defined by like big fish at this point in our fishing careers. Um, and like, that's really what we're all about, man. Like that's really, and if we were really like all about it, we'd be out fishing more in the wintertime. Cause that's probably when you're going to catch one of those fish is like either middle winter or early to middle, early to mid winter or um, early spring, you know, I would say. Uh, but yeah, man, we're constantly looking for it. I, I don't think Indiana, I've seen one ever in Indiana. Uh, I've heard of another one. Um, but most of the ones, like when we started that, you know, people would message us and send us pictures and say, oh, you know, I caught this or caught that. The only ones that actually like were verified that were on a board that I'm like, this, this is definitely a 23 inch fish. Uh, almost exclusively came out of the New River in West Virginia. Um, so if you're going to catch a 23-inch small, that's probably where you're going to do it and not in Indiana. But I'm sure there's some in Indiana, you know. We've, we've seen... The... Oh, sorry. No, no, I say we've seen some coming out of, like, Minnesota and those places, but not near as many, like, for whatever reason, the way smallmouth, the life cycle of a smallmouth goes where it, you know, it, it, the, how fast it grows depending on its metabolism and where, you know, the, what the climate's like and all that. Uh, I'm sure genetics play into it. It seems like the sweet spot is kind of like Southeast. Uh, that's where they grow the longest. They may not grow the fattest, like Minnesota, Michigan, that's like where you'll get like the weight because they're like slow growers, but down in like, yeah, I really, I mean, Ozarks is too far South. You got to go up a little bit more into that. Like, um, you know, Pennsylvania has some big ones too, but like that, Virginia, West Virginia, uh, I'm probably missing the state, but that kind of river lake system out there that for whatever reason, that's like where they seem to grow the longest. So, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see, man. We take bets all the time if we'll ever do it before we die. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm I've called my shot. It's happening this winter. So <laughs> well, you gotta actually fish for it to happen. 
<laughs> you're gonna go 23 and smoke out the Belize, you know. I'm sure there's some out there. <laughs> have you guys fished the Susquehanna? Uh, yeah, um, I have many times. Yeah, yeah, I fished a tournament out there, uh, this summer. Uh, it was like a big national kayak tournament, it capped at 200. Uh, oh, boats. Shit. yeah, and it sold out in eight minutes. If that tells you anything. Um, so like I literally the guys that were going with me, we were sitting at the computer, like clicking as soon as it opened to get in on it. Um Susquehanna is wild, dude. It's like you know, if, I will always stick by our our uh the kind of upper Mississippi River is probably the best river I've ever been on, smallmouth wise, like period for both numbers and size, but Susquehanna is the second best. And, but it, the problem with the Susquehanna is it just gets pounded. You know, that's like what everybody fishes out there. So it's just, you know, it, it gets a lot of traffic, but man, the amount of like 17 through 19 inch smallmouth that are out there is unreal. And they're, they're the meanest, nastiest smallmouth, dude. They're all scarred up. They've all been caught multiple times. And they're just ferocious, just a different level of fight. Like they're just like psychos. What's weird though, is they'll fight really, really hard. But once you get them like in your boat to like measure them, they chill out. Like, it's almost like they know like, okay, like he's going to put me back. Dude, some of these, like you go like around here, you'll catch a fish and dude, they're just like going crazy until you let them go. Those fish fight really hard up until you get them in the boat. It's so weird how it's like a different mentality, you know, with those fish, but Susquehanna is wild, dude. If you've never been highly recommend it. It's, it's crazy, crazy place. I'm supposed to be, well, tentatively, I'm going fishing a musky, uh, musky tournament on the fly. It's like fly only musky tournament on, uh, on, on the Susky. Nice. Are you doing that with the with the SVS guys? Or who are you? Uh, I will not be. Uh, they, uh, Mark will be there, and some other guys will be there, but uh, I won't be on their team. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. But yeah, that'll be fun. Have you have you done much musky fishing before? No, dude. I'm like the biggest poser ever. I tie musky flies and predator flies and shit, and I've never caught a musky. Like, it's fun. Those are. Uh, I get, I definitely get, we don't have great musky water here, but definitely caught a few, hooked into a few, been on a few trips and it's, it's, uh, I get the allure. I, I definitely, it's one of those things that you, if you do it casually, like I do, and you, you realize like if I had good water around me, I would do it all the time, you know, or I'd do it more regularly. Um, but you know, cast that, that, 9,000th cast, you know, with nothing, you're like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm never doing, <laughs> I'm never doing this shit again. I'm sure steelheading is that way too. It is. But yeah. I'm never doing this bullshit again. And then like 9,001, you get like, you get one that just comes and smashes it or like follows it up and you, your figure eight, of course my figure eights look like dog shit, but you know, <laughs> then you, you kind of realize like, oh my God, this is, that 50 plus inch monster was just like, you know, stalking my fly the whole time or stalking my lure. It's pretty, it's fun. I, I think you'll enjoy it if you've you, never done it before. 
the when I was out there in July, um, I think that's when it was, yeah, July, August, something like that. Um, there was this spot where I I was practicing at the time, and I I had uh, kind of come up on this area, and I'm not shitting you. I counted, I think, 12 muskie that were in this, like, I don't know, 50-yard section of river. And they were just, like, they're everywhere. I was like, I, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, what is going on? Hmm. And I, there were there were big – it's the only time I've ever seen a smallmouth following a muskie. Like, it was literally behind the muskie, like – It's the following. safest place to be. Smart fish. I mean – you gotta think it's probably going for scraps and it was a big small this 20 inches like it was a huge small mouth um but i was talking to some guys about where i was at and they're like oh yeah that's a uh there's a a natural spring that comes in right there and i guess you know musky especially that time of year it was super low like i mean low as low could be so that was like cool water coming in the river right there and i guess they just all just like you know we're chilling there i just like i was like what the fuck am i my like am i like seeing things like, there's musky everywhere it was I, I caught one in indiana because they're not native to like most of our waterways or whatever or they are native but we killed them all with fertilizer or something i don't know you know i don't know what the story is oh, so anyways i was like i caught one um in in the white river which is you know it's the river that runs through indianapolis which is you know right there in the central part of the state or whatever there are no muskie like anywhere around there like if i would have if i would have told a bunch of people that fish in indiana like i caught a muskie in white river they would be like no you didn't you fucking idiot you probably caught a gar or something and thought it was a muskie but anyway so i like we we saw one get caught there last like two winters ago in this like maybe three miles from there we saw it so we knew that it was true we we had pictures we verified it like we knew that there were musky there so i go there like maybe like eight months later with my dad and i was throwing a whopper plopper out of my jet boat like a true piece of trash and <laughs> i uh had a, a big fish blow up on my whopper plopper and i was like that wasn't a smallmouth. There's nothing else that really would do that. That had to have been a muskie. My dad, of course, is like, you're full of it. There are no muskie here. So anyway, so I ended up catching, I, I got it up to the boat and it and it bit through my braid. Of course, I didn't have a steel leader on or anything, but it was like a 40 plus inch muskie. We got to look at it. It jumped out of the water, everything. So anyway, so I called the game, the game and fish people and told them what, where I was, what I, what I had hooked into and all that kind of stuff. So we found out that that muskie actually was stocked was stocked in a in a reservoir that would have been probably 50 miles away and it so that muskie went over a dam at Eagle Creek Reservoir um it went down a river that connected to the White River went down and went over two other or actually three other dams I think that's right. Either two or three other dams to get to the spot where I caught it. So it had actually went like 50 miles and over like three dams. And it was stocked like five years before by the, by the DNR. The crazy, crazy fish. So cool. So that's my musky thing. 
<laughs> Does do your dams have fish ladders? No, it just oh okay yeah what, just right what, over like they're all low head dams. Is that what you have? So yeah. the one the first one that it went over legitimately is like a hundred foot dam. Yeah, like this is a, it's holy a shit. Yeah, it's huge. Like and the water, it's like a it's not a low it's not a it's an overhead dam. So yeah. it doesn't. It, there's no generators. It's not like a power generating dam or anything like that. So it must have just like, like where the water just trickles over the top and it filters down this concrete slope, you know. Yeah. And it must have just like for some reason went over and Imagine slid down. See a forty inch musky sliding down that dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> see this big ass fish, yeah, going down that spill. The, well, there's obviously more. There's more musky in there that that because that's right where it dumps in the river. Um, that's yeah, it's cool. We should we I was just telling you we need to go back there. We need to, it's getting about that time. Yeah, so, maybe we can lasso one. I don't know. I'm yeah. gonna a bunch of small. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go for so a real ride. Are, well, you guys are actually you're just doing fly fishing though on the in the for the tournament. Yeah, it's fly fishing only. That's that'll be fun. So you have like a 12 weight with like sinking line and all that stuff or what uh yeah i've got a 10 weight with 350 and then i've got a 12 with 550 yeah that'll do it you'll be you throwing, your own, throwing your own flies or are you gonna buy you're gonna oh no I, I will be throwing my own own monstrosities yeah dude when, gotta... you get, when you get to that river dude i like i don't know what kind of rivers you've been on been, I've been on a lot of different rivers. I'm sure the Columbia is wild looking. Dude, that river, when you first like step like onto the bank, it there's nothing else I've ever seen like it. Like it is like I mean they say a mile wide and a foot deep, but it's literally a mile wide. Like it's a mile from one shore to the other shore. And you could damn near wade across it when I was there. Like, that's how, like, average depth is just, like, super shallow. It is, and there are rocks, like, I mean, there are rocks and islands just, like, everywhere. It is a, dude, it's it's intimidating, because you're like, where the fuck do I fish? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it is, uh, it is cool, man. It is the coolest river I've ever been on, bar none. Very cool. Well, now I'm even more excited. <laughs> yeah it is awesome when, sure. it, when so, is that tournament when are you going on it uh that's october oh yeah dude that's you have to do some we'll definitely catch some smallmouth yeah. yeah i was gonna say october on the susquehanna is like uh it's pretty legendary so you gotta take your small stuff too take a little i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll smoke a you could probably get a some smallmouth to eat those big flies but yeah. Oh, dude, I've got, like, Murdich minnows. I tie, fucking, I tie so many bait fish, dude. You're going to be amped. Are you driving <laughs> up there or are you flying? Uh, I'm going to be driving. I'm going to be fishing with my one of my resident Euro nymphers up there. And then a uh, dude from Wisconsin's driving down, and we're all going to go gangbang some muskie. So. Well, when you come through Indiana, hit us up. All right. Yeah, Thank for you. sure. Dude. We'll take you either one of you guys if you end up finding yourself in the Hoosier State. Let us know. We'll uh, we'll definitely uh, host you. So yeah. one of our uh, one of our buddies and he's also one of the sponsors on here. You know, shameless plug. Three one seven flies. Um, 
he is around y'all's neck of the woods and he actually caught his first gar on Sugar Creek. So do you guys pursue gar at all? No. <laughs> uh, never. I would say we don't, we definitely don't target them. We catch them for sure. Um, I haven't caught very many gar just because aren't their mouths are like, like I almost everyone I've had hit, I can't hook them because their mouths are just so tough. Yeah. I've caught, I've caught quite a few on like a, a Murdoch minnow actually, or like a, um, there's this guy up in, uh, in Minnesota, his name is Kip Veith and he's a, he's a fly fishing guide up there. And, and actually Orvis carries this uh, minnow. It's a three M minnow and it has, it's a good small mouth. It's like a neutral buoyancy type, you know, like dead bait fish type thing. That'll just, you know, hang in the water column. And it's got that big like nylon or like heavy like material tail on it. And yeah. every once in a while they'll get their their teeth hung up in that, you know, when I'm smallmouth fishing or whatever with that. Um, it's definitely not something that we target. We do have big ones. We we have long nose gar and spotted gar here, but we don't we don't have the gators like you guys do. So well, dude, long nose, I mean long nose are my favorite, like hands down. Yeah. I've never caught an alligator gar on the fly. That's, you know, some of my other buddies. But, dude, uh, I was looking at y'all's records. Not not saying, you, you you know, you're trophy hunters, right? I'm just saying you should get out there with uh, – Pretty doable. It's doable. And uh, I happen to know somebody that ties flies and would happily send you some gar flies. So. I was, was going to ask you 317 flies if that guy was from here because that's our area. Yeah. Who, who is it? Uh, Justin Carnes. Do you know him, Josh? Probably not. Justin? Justin Carnes? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I know him either. That's interesting. Yeah. We, it's, it's a pretty small, I mean, I'm sure it's the same way in Texas. It's a small community. I mean, oh, Portland's, yeah. you know, that area is probably more like outdoorsmen. You guys have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of guys. It, it's still big, pretty tight-knit out here. Uh, depends on, on who you run with, but, it, you know, it's pretty tight-knit. Yeah. It's a small, it's a small community here of like, I would say maybe like two, you know, there are more guys that do it casually, but like, as far as like the guys that are like that, you're have a good, there's a good chance you're going to run into them out on the river. There's maybe, you know, two 150 guys or something like that, you know, that are, that you have a, a good chance of seeing on any given, on any given fun day. Huh? That was a little fun for you. I'm trying to get him to go fish the tippy. Because I've yeah. heard you guys talk so much about it on your podcast. I was like, he's yeah, he's fished it before. I mean, I'm, I'm the one that's ignorant to all the places he fished, of course. But he's like, yeah, I fished it before. He said, I should go back to. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great fishery, man. That's a great I, spot to run into gar, too. It's like. Yeah. We, there's we, there's a lot of gar there. There's, you know, I would say I've seen some big gar on the south side of the White River. Like big, big, big fuckers. Like scary big. Yeah, yeah, like, oh shit, I do not want to get in the water that big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I've just never known really how to catch them. You know, you don't catch them with hooks a lot, right? I mean you catch them with you with so material. you can you can yeah, you can catch them with like kind of like tube fly bullshit, but that that's like if you don't want to catch fish. 
you know, uh, I use rope flies and I've had some people like really jump down my throat for it because <laughs> I went on, I went on this fly fishing podcast, like this really big one. And I was like, yeah, dude, I fucking use rope flies. And all these people were like, he's, he's, oh no. Are you guys still here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, everything froze on my end. Oh no. Are we still here? Yeah. You came yeah. through. Yeah. Came through. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Like everyone froze. Like all the pictures that I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, rope flies. And the trick is like sparse. I don't have any in here. They're in my box. Um, oh, that's another thing. What's in your box? That's a that's a good segue. That wasn't meant to happen. But um, yeah, dude, rope flies. And I'll send you guys some. Yeah, they're uh, so there's a guy. Um... Carp, his name on Instagram, his, his real name is Eric, but it, Carp Stalker One. Is yeah, like, dude, he's a fucking monster. Dude, he is like, I don't know him personally. He's an Indiana, he's an Indiana boy, but um, that guy is like a monster. He like fishes 365 with a fly rod, catches everything. Carp, uh, big gar guy though. I mean, he chases gar all the time. And uh, I'm always like, I, I mention him as much as I can, just hoping he'll hear me on something and be like, hey, we should fish some time together. But uh, <laughs> he's, he's not asked yet. So, you know, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure to tag him in this so he won't listen. Um, <laughs> yeah. did, did you did you see his new, like, his new, like, fuck, it looks like a finesse jig. It's just yeah. like, a, it's, it's like a sculpting helmet with a jig skirt and a little, little tail from a CGH. Or yeah. no, I think it's like fly skins actually, dude. It's fucking sick. It looks pretty like a little connected. Yeah, it's pretty simple. It seems like something somebody would have already made, but yeah, he's got a. I mean, he definitely does the time. I mean, he puts the time in on the water, you know, to like make Is he to an like older test guy? those things. And, huh? Is he an older guy? Yeah, him and uh, Steve Star is like his good buddy that they they fish together all the time. But um, yeah, he's like in his. I mean, not older. God, I mean, it's not that old. He's like in his fifties. No. Yeah, so he, he's like retired. Or we're no? getting close, bro. What do you, you're like? How old are you? You're like forty now, aren't you? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-seven, thirty-eight here in a bit. I actually have to get off here, boys. My kids are. Trying oh to yeah. Bed, well, so. shit. Let's just let's well, wrap it up. They say they have a formal close to this podcast now. What's what's here? <laughs> oh well, uh, well, see you. You do your hands like this, and you you just you just do that. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but everybody, thanks so much for listening, Josh, Chris. It's it's been a blast, and it's been really awesome. Thanks for taking time out of your evening to come hang out with us. And uh, where can everybody find you two on social media, other than you know just the smally talk podcast via all the social platforms uh where can everybody get a hold of you guys and ask you rad questions like where can i buy your merch and stuff <laughs> um, I, we don't really have any well i guess we do josh josh has an apparel company um a cheek yeah we have we have smally talk shirts uh so i i'm about the bronze with underscores in between the words on the Instagram. Uh, the apparel deals at Chigan brand, A-C-H-I-G-A-N-B-R-A-N-D. Um, and uh, we're like just small mouth, you know, type stuff. 
And then we're Smalley Talk Podcast at Smalley Talk Podcast on Instagram. So all one word. So. Chris is uh, used to be like small hands. And then he's like, I thought you were something small hands. No, nah. you were you were for a little while and you changed it. No, I don't think so. Yeah. You're thinking of my my Xbox thing used to be my little baby hands. That was my. <laughs> you thinking of that? My, my Chris has baby. the oh, most shit. enviable fishing hands in the world. He has tiny little hands. That's so fucking bullshit. Like, don't put that out. The fish that's not, looks humongous. <laughs> I'm not cut that out. That's that should be edited. <laughs> this is bullshit. And also, just for the record. That whole time I was talking into that microphone, it wasn't, I, that was bullshit. That, that microphone was not <laughs> working. I figured that out about 45 minutes into this podcast. So, sorry. Well, it looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> right well, on. Um, I guess we'll, we'll finish it up here. And this episode of Working Class Fishing was brought to you by Lid Rig, Max and Outfitters, Angry Rooster Fly Company. 317 flies and Morris Flacco. Go check them out. They're a bunch of good dudes. And uh, you can find us at workingclassfish at gmail.com. We're on YouTube, all of your listening platforms. We're on Instagram. You can check out Brian's historical channel at uh it's uh it's PNW Vintage Fishing. Is that correct, Brian? Yep, that's it. All right. And if you want to link up with me for some shitty flies, you can find me at Morris Flacco. So uh <laughs> Everybody, just thanks for listening. Thanks for your continued support. And uh, dudes, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having us, guys. Appreciate Appreciate it. it. Good times. Until next time, everyone, eat your vegetables and stay safe. Free the fighter. Free the fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Do you end